Hello, and a warm welcome to the Northern Grower podcast. My name is Erin, and I am an educator, homesteader, and gardener here in Alberta, Canada. I garden in a Zone 3 climate, and here on our homestead, we have a small-scale agricultural business. We produce seeds for sale, grow vegetables, and grow flowers also. I created this podcast as a place to share my passion and help educate others to grow their homesteads and gardens, increase their self-sufficiency, and also as an educative and creative outlet for others to connect with and for myself. Even if you are not a cold climate or a northerner Canadian grower, feel free to stick around. Not only do I discuss gardening topics for cold climate growers, but this season I will be sharing more on homestead life, stories, history of agriculture episodes, and some plant lore along the way. So thank you for being here. This week's episode is going to be all about annuals and my favorite recommendations to grow. I will also talk about uh, cup biennials briefly too, because they're important as well. So annuals are a big one. We actually grow a lot of varieties as annuals due to our climate here. Uh, There are many varieties of plants that can be grown as perennials in warmer climates, but not for us here on our homestead. We do a lot of annuals. If you are interested in perennials, however, or want to know more about perennial varieties that I do enjoy growing here, then please check out the previous episode all about my favorite perennials to grow. I know it's that time of year when we are eagerly ordering or waiting for seeds, or looking through seed catalogs, or going to the greenhouses and looking at those retail those retail shelves just full of seeds. And, you know, so if you're new to gardening, you're new to just buying seeds, maybe you buy st- starters typically, and you're new to seeds, or you just want some new ideas for varieties to grow, I hope this episode can give you some inspiration. So first of all, let's just talk about what an annual is. Essentially, it is when a plant grows and then goes to seed and it dies back in one season. At the end of the season, you have the seed left with which to use to grow the plant next year. A biennial is a plant that goes to seed and lasts for two, after two seasons. So carrots are an example of a biennial. They grow the leaves, the roots, the first season, And then the next year, they would grow the seed. But a lot of folks will harvest at the first season. So carrots, you would harvest at the first season and eat the root. But if you want seeds from carrots, you actually need to leave them in the ground. And the next season, they grow flowers and produce. So biennials, if you want the plant, you get it the first year. And then you get seeds the second year, in a nutshell. So I hope that summarizes um, the difference between an annual and a biennial. And I'm going to give my recommendations now for my favorite varieties of these to grow in a cold climate. So this is just based off my experience for what works for us here. We are class zone three. I'm also basing this off the most user-friendly and low maintenance plants. So plants that don't require a greenhouse or a ton of extra special like labor or care um, to grow. Although I may discuss some that do need to be started indoors. Or you can buy the starter plants from your local grow a greenhouse if you don't like starting from seed. 
as our season is typically so short, a lot of our annuals as well, we do have to give a bit of a head start and do plant inside. But let's go. So since I just mentioned carrots, I'm going to say unless you want the seed, then grow it as an annual and it is really low maintenance and easy to grow. I think most families eat carrots too, so it is such a household staple. My favorite variety is the, is the Paris Market Atlas because I think it is so suited to small spaces. It grows into a little like round ball shape. It's not your typical long taproot. And it's just, I just love the taste of it. It's just a really awesome carrot to grow. And it's kind of fun, it's different, right? Um, but if you're looking for a more standard carrot, the Danvers is a really good variety. Uh, it gives you the traditional carrot shape and color and style that most people will be familiar with. And it's called a half long carrot because it does grow shorter too. So it can be grown in shallower soils. And I find I can direct sow carrots here and still enjoy a really good harvest from them. And I'm also blessed with carrots because I've never ever had issues with pests or anything in my carrots, um, any rot or any anything going anything going adverse with them. So I really enjoy carrots for that reason. And you know, fresh carrots are just so good to eat fresh from the garden. Another very common and staple is the tomato. So even I find here just, I mean, this is my own personal circle, but people who aren't even really into gardening will get tomato plants, at least from the greenhouse, to grow. Um, I think it's pretty common to have some tomato plants here. So it is actually a perennial in warmer climates. But of course, in our northern climes, we very, very much have to grow it as an annual. It does need to be started indoors or you can purchase starters. I have never had issues with starting tomatoes indoors. I find they germinate well, and I would actually even say they're a pretty good starter plant if you're new to starting indoors too. Um, but starters also work really well to purchase um, from the greenhouse. A few of my personal favorites. So for if you're looking for a tomato that is really good eaten fresh, it's a good snacking and salad type tomato, I like the yellowhead. It's like a golden cherry type of um, tomato. I find it grows really abundantly. Like we get tons off the plant. We cannot keep up with eating it. We pick it every day and we just can't keep up. We have to give that tomato away or just come up with a lot of really inventive um, tomato based dishes. Another is the Arctic variety which is a determinant, it grows really well, and it was actually founded on the prairies for cooler climates. Um, and it grows like uh, smaller red tomatoes. I only started growing it for personal use last year, and I really liked the taste of these tomatoes. I thought they tasted really lovely, really sweet, and I am looking to acquire some more of those this year to grow because I want to start getting in on those. Those are really great tomatoes, so I really recommend them if you've never grown the subarctic type of tomato before. If you're looking for a sauce type of tomato for canning, I really enjoy the Amish paste tomato. Again, for us personally, it just seems to grow really well. I don't have to put a lot of effort into caring for it, and the tomatoes grow to a good little size. 
and they are like that typical longer paste type tomato and they just work really well for canning purposes and work in pasta, tomato sauce, pizza, anything like that. So I also enjoy growing a canning variety and then I will grow some more varieties for just general eating fresh type of thing. And you know, you know I could probably go on a bit about tomatoes. There are so many really interesting varieties out there and the story of them is just really neat and you know, I think tomatoes might need their own episode because I'm listing off my favorites and then I'm going, oh, but I like this variety and look at all these other cool varieties. And the, there's like a bit of, I definitely think out there, especially in the realm of social media, there's a bit of a fan base for like really niche and interesting looking colored and varieties of tomatoes. And a lot of the old like German and heirloom type of tomatoes are really gaining in popularity now too. So I think you know what, I think I'm going to make a tomato episode in the near future. I'm going to write that down on my episode list because they deserve a whole place for themselves. The next, um, one of the next annuals I really recommend to grow, especially if you are short on space um, and, you know, you just want to grow like a few staple type of varieties that also are good for eating and preserving. I'm going to share one variety of bean plant. I really like bush beans actually. I we grow pole, like pole beans um, but I really like a good bush bean. Um, I just think they I find them very abundant as well um, and for space too I grow bush beans around the corn um, as well as the runner beans, uh, the pole beans that like to climb. But I think the Gold Rush Bush Bean is personally a really good starter plant if you have not grown or if you grow a lot of food but you're just wanting to find something to toss in your garden you don't really have to think about but you're looking to bulk your freezer. Gold Rush Bush Beans freeze really well and they're like a long, very straight yellow bush bean. Um, and like I said, if you just even are thinking, what can I just grow to just increase my self-reliance? What can I, like, what's going to toss in the freezer and preserve well? A, these bush beans. They really do well in the freezer. Um, and I actually like the taste of them a lot. And you can start directly outdoors too. So they're really easy, really low maintenance. And if you're already growing a lot of beans, but you don't have this in your rotation add it in there just for that extra easy um, bean that you can add into your repertoire. I, you know, I'll talk about a couple of things. There are so many annuals to talk about. I could go on and on. I'm trying to keep it concise and kind of hopefully give new ideas and share some ideas for varieties to grow that are a little bit different, but not overwhelm people. Um, and so for squashes, my some of my favorite squashes, if I was going to only grow a couple, I would grow sugar snap pumpkins. They're a small enough pumpkin for us to trellis against our outbuildings. We build trellises up against the outbuildings and the you can grow these pumpkins vertically. You do have to give it a little bit of support once they grow. You know, we've all seen pictures of pumpkins being hung with stockings or something around them to help support them or I think some people even like crochet little little pumpkin ham hammocks um so they are a really good space saver 
but they still grow to a decent enough size that if you like having a couple pumpkins around for jack-o'-lanterns or you want a decent amount of um like flesh from the pumpkin these still grow to a good size so they're in that in between they're small and quite cute but big enough to have a good amount of use and yeah like I said we grow them vertically and it's a really a lot of fun and I just love the way they grow so pumpkins are fun corn I think is a good staple to also grow um I freeze corn too I always find corn freezes really well and we are big corn on the cob fans too come the when the corn harvest is ready and it's in season we are barbecuing up so much corn on the cob um and a favorite variety is the peaches and cream it's just a very sweet easy to grow corn for me um and i will always recommend that corn if you're ever looking for a corn go for peaches and cream the last little few recommendations i want to talk about are greens like think of lettuce greens so your greens like your lettuce greens there are seriously so many annuals to grow and this podcast like i said would be huge if i covered everything so i'm trying to keep it really concise um so in terms of lettuce greens i think if you want a staple you can't go wrong with romaine um it's easy to grow and there's also the uh, freckled lettuce as well which is just a really cute colored lettuce um, but romaine is really easy to grow and once you practice cut and come again so you, that's when you take the leaves you need you leave the plant you're just pulling off some leaves the plant lasts such a long time it lasts all season and it's such a good way of adding nutrition to your diet you know you can just run out grab some lettuce leaves you can grow it in containers and add it to your sandwich, add it to your dinner. And so it's just fantastic all around to just bulk up, you know, always, I'd always recommend salad greens in a garden. It's just such an easy way to bulk up that fresh nutrition in your diet. For some other, and I will go about one more interesting green. I really enjoy arugula. I feel like arugula is this controversial um, green. Some people hate arugula. I know people who hate arugula with a passion. And some people like really love it, like it is one of those you either love or hate um, this green. And so it can be grown as a perennial. So if you get Wild Rocket, Wild Rocket it is the stuff that can be grown as a perennial because it will self-seed. Um, but we tend to grow as an annual. The cultivated varieties tend to be annuals. Um, and I really like Wasabi Arugula. It is like so spicy and so good. And you can also just, when you have it, you can also just like direct, direct, sow the seeds outdoors, let it do its thing, let it grow again, pick the leaves, just add it into dishes, but it will give you such a spicy kick. Like it's so, so good. Um, so wasa that's wasabi arugula. But if you're trying to find a perennial rocket, there are some perennial varieties out there. Um, but I think they do tend to self-seed around your garden. So you'd have to watch for that. Uh, oh, I did say lastly, but I think some honorable mentions. You cannot go wrong with a radish. Um, we grow them right there. We get the seeds usually at the end of every season. Um, but they grow 
like they will produce a good taproot really early on. Like you can actually, we grow them pretty early. We'll direct sow uh, very early in the year actually for us, one of our first crops to start. And they're one of the first food foods that we can harvest. So a good topside radish, really easy again, good introduction if you're a beginner gardener and you're just starting out with growing some food. Or if you've never grown radish before, add it in there because again, these are like little spicy like, oh, they're so spicy when you get them fresh from the garden. So good. Um, So honorable mention would be the radish. I find it prolific, abundant, easy to grow. And it's one of the first things we harvest around here. And of course, it grows if you let it go to seed. If you want to harvest some seed, um, if you do want to harvest seed from it, you can get that seed in that same season. It grows these, uh, like I found topside, grows these little flowers that are either range from white to a delicate pink and it actually is kind of pretty so it's kind of a pretty plant to also have around um but yeah that is my that is my recommendations for my annuals I threw in a biennial biennial in there but um if you are looking out to start gardening or you're ordering seeds and want some ideas those are my favorites to grow here I pretty much grow them every year so I hope that gave you um some new ideas, some inspiration. I hope you're enjoying any seed orders if you're getting them in your mailbox right now. I hope you're starting seeds if you're into starting seeds or you're going to start in the next couple of weeks. It is so fun. Seed season is starting and it is just really fun. And I am all, I am just so optimistic for my garden this year. I'm already looking forward to it a lot. So uh, update, we have grown. We have started our onions as well. We we're actually a little bit later than the general gardening population here to start onions. We just didn't get around to it in time. We have started our trays of onions. Um, we've got scallions on the go, uh, leeks. What else have we started? Oh my gosh, um, our perennials, gojus and rhubarb, I think I talked about last week. We've started those and I have some herbs starting um, because I'm wanting to pot some up as well for some markets. So I've started some herbs to hit the spring markets with. So again, listeners, that was a quick update here. Just what we're going. Thank you so much for being here. I think this is where I need to leave off. Um, I hope you enjoyed some garden talk. I hope you're ready for this gardening season. If you are liking the podcast, please be kind and... You can leave a review. If you hate it, then just don't listen anymore. Um, and if you do have anything to say, you can email me at the Northern Grower Podcast at gmail.com. If you are on Instagram in that realm, you can follow me at the underscore northern underscore grower. If you are on Facebook, Greenwich Seed Co. is on Facebook which I need to update more often, but we're on Facebook as Greenwich Seed Co. And that is all. Oh, you can visit greenwichseed.ca for some seed selections. I've also got a small blog page in the work with lots of homesteading and gardening articles at thenortherngrower.ca. Thank you. Have a bountiful garden season. Take care. Goodbye.